You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. It's Resurrection Sunday. And the message I want to minister this morning is, a lot can happen in three days. Turn to the person next to you and say, a lot can happen in three days. Tell them again, say, a lot can happen in three days. The Word of God teaches us that we have to rely upon the resurrection power of the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives. Friday, we celebrated the death of Christ. And when Jesus Christ died, the disciples looked at this situation and they thought God was dead. Have you been in a situation, maybe you find yourself right now in a situation, circumstances where you think, God, where are you? Feels like God is dead. Family, I want to assure you, that very moment when the disciples looked at Christ being crucified, dying for our sins, God the Father was more in control than ever before. He was busy with the salvation of all of mankind. Romans 3 verse 10 teaches us that no one is righteous, not even one. No one is righteous, not even one. Whether you are the worst of sinners or you are the best saint, we all stand helpless in need of divine salvation. It doesn't matter how bad you are. It doesn't matter how good you are. You have to be born again. Nobody is righteous. This is why we need the working of the cross in our lives. Turn to the person next to you and say, He is risen. Turn to the person next to you and say, a lot can happen in three days. Let me just shock you a little bit, or maybe it's not a shock to you. But God the Father is not looking for good people. Sometimes we say, I'm not good enough. God's not looking for good people. There's a lot of good people out there not serving Jesus. God is looking for holy people. Holy people. Nobody is holy. Nobody is righteous. Do you know what that means? It means because of Jesus Christ, there's hope for people like me. Because God chooses grace rather than work so that no man should boast. Turn to the person next to you and say, There's hope for you. Listen to me, family whether you're good or whether you're bad, if you've been born, there's two laws working against you. Romans 8 verse 2 teaches us that the life that we have in Christ Jesus has set us free from the law of sin and death. What does it mean? There's a law of sin and there's a law of death. Unfortunately, many Christians only experience disconnection or 
the freedom of being set free from their sins. They'll come to Jesus and say, forgive me of my sins. On Friday, Jesus dealt with sin by dying on the cross. But on Resurrection Sunday, he dealt with death by being raised from the dead. His death dealt with sin. His resurrection deals with death. very important to be aware of the fact to know that you need forgiveness Jesus when he was on the cross he said father forgive them they don't know what they are doing what was he saying he was saying I'm forgiving them the offender and the offended whether you are the one who's caused pain and suffering or you are the one affected by the pain and the suffering, both is in need of forgiveness. Turn to the person next to you and say, he's risen. It's the condition of our hearts that blind us things that we allow in our hearts. Pride. All of us, we're in need of forgiveness. Resurrection Sunday is what it's all about. That's why we have church on a Sunday, because He is risen. He's alive. Two Corinthians 5 verse 21 teaches us that he made him who knew no sin to become sin so that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He never sinned, but he became sin. When you accept the Lord Jesus Christ, the devil has nothing on you. Because God has disconnected you from your past. When Jesus died on Friday, he died a natural death and he died a spiritual death. Remember, there came a time when he said, my father, my father, why have you forsaken me? Why? He said, everything I do, I do because... I'm looking at my father to see what he wants me to do. Jesus was aware of the fact that God, the father's eyes, was upon him all the time. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. Jesus was righteous in all his doings here on earth. But the time came when he was on the cross, when all of mankind's sin, your sin, my sin, the whole world's sin, was placed upon Jesus and God the Father couldn't look anymore the Bible says he looked away and Jesus said my father my father why have you forsaken me that loneliness of being disconnected from God Jesus experienced it not only that he went into hell to be judged for your sin and my sin on Friday we saw that he had to come as a man because we sinned as men. 
and went into hell, clothed with your sin, my sin, but he had never sinned. Was accused, were judged, were ridiculed, everything. Turn to the person next, you say a lot can happen in three days. But after three days, God the Father said, it's enough. This stops now. My son became sin. He never sinned. He became sin. He never sinned. Death cannot keep him in hell. Holy Spirit, breath of God, go sanctify him, cleanse him from all that sin, remove it from him. Make him a new creation and raise him up from hell. I don't care what hell you are facing right now. I don't care what darkness you are in right now. The Holy Spirit, number one, is not embarrassed by it. Number two, he's not scared of it. Even if you're in hell, he'll go down in hell and get you out. The blessing is greater than the curse. Light expels darkness. Go with me in your Bibles to Colossians 2. We all were guilty. We all had sinned. Legally, the devil has got nothing on you now. When you accept the Lord Jesus Christ, verse 13, and you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're forgiven. So that thing that's a big issue for you, it's forgiven. This is what the Bible says. We're focusing upon things that God has dealt with. Having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against you. Everything that was against you, everything that was written down, everything that you've written down, it's been removed. Which was contrary to us. Family, listen to me. You were never designed to be a sinner. It's contrary to you. You were designed to be a child of the Most High God. You were designed, made to be a vessel of glory. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, all the things that say that you're not a child of God, it's been wiped away. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers, and made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Jesus Christ came to restore glory back to you. A matter of fact, in John 17, he said, the glory that you have given me, praying to his Father, Father, the glory that you have given me, I have given them. I'm in them and they are in me and I'm in you. Jesus became sin to set us free from our sin.
Then the Holy Spirit went and resurrected Jesus. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. When you accept the Lord Jesus Christ, that Spirit works on the inside of you. It's the first work of the Holy Spirit is to resurrect your spirit. Make you one with God. 1 Corinthians 6, 17, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. You know what's the problem? Not what's happening in your spirit, what's happening in your mind. Sin is a sickness of the soul. Sin is a sickness of the soul. It affects your will, your intellect, your thinking, your emotions. James chapter 1. James is a book written to Christians. Turn to the person next to you and say, James is written to Christians. It says that when you receive the word of God with meekness into your heart, it is able to save your soul, your way of thinking. Family, listen to me. Sin can never be covered up by your appearance. You can dress and look very holy but your appearance can never come up, cover up sin. Tears can never cover up sin. You praying a lot cannot cover up your sin. No matter how much you pray, you have to come to Jesus for forgiveness, to sanctify you, to cleanse you. There's a need for you to ask for forgiveness. 1 John 1.9. If, if we ask, he is faithful and just. There's a mysticism in the church that we don't have to come and say sorry anymore. He wants to sanctify you, is what Ephesians says, by the washing of the water, by his word. Allowing that word to become an integral part of you. Because by its very nature, it will change you. So what is true repentance? Because today, people don't repent anymore. They want a reason. Is that really wrong? Is that really sin? So people like sin half-heartedly, and then they repent half-heartedly. Then they say the gospel doesn't work. When you repent Really be sorry. See sin for what it is. David, when he sinned, he sinned. But when he repented, he repented. From our side, it is to truly be sorry. Why? So that God can sanctify your heart and cleanse your heart. It's not outward tears, but what happens on the inside. So that you can experience new life in Christ Jesus. Christianity, what the Holy Spirit did, Jesus being clothed with our sin. To sanctify Christ, raise him up a new creation in Christ Jesus. The Bible says, as a matter of fact, he is the first person that was ever born again. So everybody wants new life, but what is new life? New life is allowing Christ into your life. 
It's allowing resurrection power into your life. It means changing from unfaithfulness to faithfulness, from pride and arrogance to humility. The Holy Spirit helping you. Not living a life without God. Let me tell you something. To be a Christian without the Holy Spirit is impossible. Well, let me rephrase it. You can say no to sin as a Christian, but you cannot say yes to righteousness without the help of the Holy Spirit. It's then when you can pray, Holy Spirit of faith, forgive my doubt and unbelief. Holy Spirit of hope, forgive my self-pity. Holy Spirit of humility, forgive my pride and arrogance. Holy Spirit of self-control, forgive my greed. Holy Spirit of goodness, forgive my evil deeds. Holy Spirit of love, forgive my hatred and unforgiveness. You cannot do these things without the help of the Holy Spirit. Resurrection power on the inside of you. Allowing His ability to become your ability. Turn with me in your Bibles to Philippians 3 verse 10. Family, without Christ, there's no new life. Friday, Jesus died for us. Paul wrote that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. This is not wishful thinking, but this is salvation. That's a fact. Paul says, I want to know his resurrection. He said in Corinthians, I'm determined to preach one thing, and that's Christ and him crucified. He says, but the thing that I really want to know is the resurrection power. When you accept The Lord Jesus Christ, you're accepting new life. A life that expels darkness. All shades of darkness in your life. That's the Christ on the inside of you. Let me tell you something. This is the question. Who is Christ resurrected? Because he'll always answer with resurrection power. You can go read your Bible when a decision had to be made. The Lord said it's a very easy. You can go to number 17. He said it will come to pass. The person whose rod that will butt is the one that I've chosen. Now just think about it. A rod is something that's dead. It's been cut off, disconnected from life. Dried out, no life in it. God says, I'm going to answer with resurrection power. That which is dead, that which cannot live, I'll show you there can be life. That's resurrection power. This is the God that we serve. This is what was done today when the Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the dead. Impossibilities become possibilities. I'm not even talking about Ezekiel. Can these dead bones live? Lord, you know. Turn to the person next to you and say, a lot can happen in three days. (laughs) 
Listen to me. To be obedient to the Holy Spirit, you need the cross. To be able to be obedient to the Holy Spirit, you need the cross. To live this Christian life, it's through Jesus Christ. Paul said in Galatians 2 verse 20, I've been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but the life that I live, I live by the Holy Spirit. This is what God has done for us. Because Jesus is the firstborn. Go read John. When he was just raised from the dead, when he met with Mary, she wanted to touch him. He said, don't hang on me, don't touch me. I still have to go to my father. Why did he say that? He said, I've been raised, I've been made holy, I have to go present the blood to the father. But if you touch me now, cannot wait, I'm coming back. It's that blood that allows us to enter into the holy of holies. Turn to the person next to you, say you have access to the holy of holies. When you say that, your natural mind will say it's impossible for me to go in there. Quickly turn with me in your Bibles to Hebrews 10. What did God do? God wants to communicate with man. God wants you to walk with him, talk with him. The problem that we've had from the beginning is that God is a holy God. And for us to be able to communicate with him, to meet with him face to face, we have to be made holy. Remember, I said God is not looking for good people. He's looking for holy people to lift up holy hands. Hebrews 10 verse 19. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. Family, the only way to enter into God's presence is by the blood of Jesus. The blood that sanctifies you, the blood that cleanses you, the blood that heals you. By a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, his body being broken. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart. In full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Draw near with a true heart. Family, listen to me. Christianity lies in the purity of our hearts. A heart that's been made righteous by the blood of Jesus. Salvation that we receive when we confess with our mouths and we believe with our hearts. Because confession is made with our mouths unto salvation, but righteousness we believe with our hearts. Your confession needs your heart's full agreement. Your conscience is the communication point. Your heart is the communication point. People can say things here, but what's going on here? David, when he had sinned, he dropped his king's cloak. He didn't think he was something great. 
And he said, Lord, create in me a pure heart and renew in me a steadfast spirit or a new spirit. He wanted God to cleanse his heart. Whereas Saul again, he said, no, honor me in front of the people. I know I've sinned, but just come and honor me before the people. He was worried about his reputation. There's so many examples. Jacob and Esau. Jacob was a crook. But when he allowed God to deal with him, we now talk about the Jacob generation that will worship God. Where Esau was strong outwardly, he could do everything. Go hunt the little butt, not just hunt it, prepare it. Had everything together. There's a lot of people like that in the church that's got everything together. But God is not looking for that. He's looking for that person with a contrite heart, contrite spirit, that will say, Lord, come and cleanse my heart. I need you to be the person that I want to be, that you've called me to be. Can I tell you something? You cannot relate to the Holy Spirit without repentance. Being crucified with Christ, your sins being nailed to the cross, meditate upon the Word of God. Do you know why we have the Holy Spirit? Not because of anything that you've done, because the Bible says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. When we become obedient to God's word, his ability becomes our ability. Can I tell you something? It's hard work to protect this heart. That's why the Bible says, God, your heart. Turn to the person next to you and say, God, your heart. Can I tell you something? There's no such thing as a perfect person. Not even pastors. Everybody's got limitations. Listen to me, family. If you cannot forgive yourself, how will you be able to forgive others? If you cannot forgive yourself, how will you be able to forgive others? This is why many people don't reach their full potential. Because they cannot forgive themselves. Those that have wronged you, so many people walking with bitterness, resentment, anger, unforgiveness. The sins that was placed upon Jesus the Holy Spirit went down into hell, disconnected him from that, raised him from the dead, has dealt with it once and for all, removed the handwriting of it. It's contrary to your nature to walk with bitterness and unforgiveness in your heart. Why does God say don't sin? Not because he's a spoil sport, because he knows sin will hurt you, will harm you. When you keep unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment in your heart, you're damaging your soul your will, your intellect, your emotions. Unforgiveness is you drinking the poison and you're waiting for the other person to die. Stop repeating 
the failures and disappointments of the past. Those that have hurt you in the past, they do not hold your future. Those that have wronged you in the past, the devil will always discuss your past, but God wants to discuss your future. A lot can change in three days. Turn to the person next to you and say, a lot can change in three days. Friday, you still felt like a sinner under guilt and condemnation. Didn't know that Christ was busy with the salvation plan of mankind. You felt God was dead. The Holy Spirit is here to help you to stop reliving the things of the past. It's the plan of the enemy. Allow his ability to become your ability. Do you know what Paul wrote in Ephesians? He said, as Christ has forgiven me, I can forgive you. His ability to forgive has become your ability to forgive. Allow that resurrection power to work on the inside of you. Ephesians says, put on the new man. Put on the new man in true righteousness and holiness. Not your ability, Christ Jesus. It's that holiness of Christ Jesus, you being in Christ, that allows you to appear before the Father. Do you know what that means? Where every time you pray, and God the Father looks at you. He's not seeing you. He's seeing the righteousness of His Son. This is what Christ Jesus came to do, to restore the joy of His salvation unto you. David said in Psalm 51, Restore unto me the joy of your salvation. To be happy, true joy, are for those who accept the resurrection power of Christ Jesus on the inside of them. Not based on what's happening around you, happiness, but joy that comes from the inside because of Christ Jesus. Any child of God will know that true joy comes from salvation. Go take some time and go read Hebrews 12 verse 20, from verse 22. It says, we've, we've come and we've approached an innumerable amount of angels The assembly, God's church, says where we meet with the firstborn registered in heaven. You know who's the firstborn again person registered in heaven? Jesus Christ was the first person made alive. Legally, we have been disconnected because Christ has been disconnected. That's why it's justification, sanctification, when you put your trust and faith in Jesus. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith. When you feel weak and you're praying for something and you know you've messed up and you're wondering if God is going to hear your prayer or you're always the Christian praying for everything or helping and now 
people say, pray, and you say, no, I'm praying today. Why? Because you're looking at your past. You're looking at your mistake. At that very moment, look to the cross where the price was paid. Family, listen to me. When you are born again, there's new life on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that connects your spirit. That's the first work of the Holy Spirit. You know what that means? You have a friend in the Holy Spirit now. Go read Psalm 51. What did David say? He said, do not let your spirit depart from me. Why? Because David knew he was not a giant slayer. He knew he had a friend in the Holy Spirit that disposed of giants. So I want to encourage you. Get to know the resurrection power of God. Experience it on the inside and see what God will do. Be aware of his presence at all time. Jesus is alive. Jesus is resurrected. When you believe that he's alive and he's sanctified your heart, be sensitive. Listen to your conscience to what God is saying. There's a promise that if God raised Jesus, he will also raise us up. Do you know what resurrection means? Resurrection means a new level in life. It means the life that you used to live when you accept the Lord Jesus Christ, you go to a new level. Turn to the person next to you and say, a new level in life. This is what it's all about. Resurrection power, Resurrection Sunday. Prepare yourself as you accept the Lord Jesus Christ. Allow him into your life. Let's say, I cannot come to God because of the sin, the things that I've done wrong. What you've done wrong, Christ has dealt with it. The handwriting that was against you, he has dealt with it. Make a decision to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. Allow resurrection power, resurrection life into your life and experience a new level in life. Siela. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.